Hello, my name is Francis Pinder, and you are watching or listening to the Salesforce Posse podcast, where I speak to Salesforce industry influencers so we can gain a better understanding on how to excel in a career path from a Salesforce admin or developer to an architect. And in this conversation, I'm going to be talking with Curate, who is one of those incredible people that you just want to continue listening to for hours on end. Curate is based out in Pakistan and is a recent Salesforce MVP and helps run Pack Dreaming out in Pakistan. I feel that sometimes us in the Western world, and me especially, I can underestimate the challenges that people have in other parts of the world, which makes Curate's Salesforce story even more incredible. She's currently working for a UK company or two remotely from Pakistan, and for me, she is the quintessential Salesforce MVP. If you need a barometer to measure what a Salesforce MVP is, it would be her in my opinion. So if you are interested in how to find a Salesforce role outside of your country, want to learn about the dreaming events around the world and the community and some fantastic advice on how to start out and how to bring value into the world, I think you're going to get a huge amount of value out of this conversation with Curate. So without further ado, and I'm totally excited by this session, let's go. So here we are with Curate. I think I said that right, right? Did I get it right that time? I hope so, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Um, and yeah, you are based in Pakistan, aren't you? Yeah. And um, what I'm fascinated about is you know, or actually, could you just tell a bit of a potted history of how you kind of found Salesforce, uh, sure. and and why you, you know, how you found it, and how you kind of got a job into Salesforce? Sure. So I um, was a student of software engineering, and I was studying in Islamabad, yeah. Pakistan. I moved from my hometown, which is a bit away from here, because of uh, better education. So while I was in the university, yeah. um, I wanted to code. I was very good with building things. But with the lack of resources and everything, I ended up more on the quality assurance side. So I um, mm. graduated in 2017, August of, no, June of 2017. And I started looking for different jobs. And I was looking for more of a support or a QA role. So that's when I found mm. Alto, where I'm currently working as well. So and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, so how did you actually find it? Do you, was it just searching online or yeah. through an agency? So there are tons of different websites on here, just like you have you know, in the US or UK, where you can mm. upload your CVs and then um, either recruiters can reach out to you or you can also directly apply to different jobs as well. So there was one website, one such website called indeed.com and that works here as well. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So... That's where I found an ad that I uh, applied to the position. I was reached out to by the team who was recruiting here in Pakistan. And then um, I had a couple of interviews with them. Um, I think all of that went well, but till the very end, I was not expecting of getting an offer <laughs> from, you know, the first time when I was applying. But um, fortunately, I got an offer from them. And when I was getting hired, I got to know 
that they are building apps for something called Salesforce. And the right. first thing that I had in my mind was, you know, I don't want to be in sales, but okay, let's, you know, give it a try. <laughs> Take it for a spin. <laughs> so that's how, how I found about the platform. But even at that point, I did not have the full understanding of if there is a community, what the platform is really about. I was really hyper-focused mm. on our own products and how they work and, you know, doing the work around them. So that's how... Yeah, yeah. Um, I started out with Salesforce with O2, and twenty seventeen. So was O2 actually yeah. looking for people in Pakistan, or was it yeah, just right. a, a remote role that you just picked up? So it was a remote role, but they were hiring in Pakistan um, for different oh, okay. roles, primarily for the technical team, including developers and application engineers or support agents and all of those different roles. Okay, cool. So um, how did you actually, so you, you kind of started off, you kind of got that job at or two, who are an amazing company anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, was with them last week at London Schooling. And um, you got the role and then you started looking more into this kind of Salesforce world, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and how did you get involved with the community? And how did you kind of learn more about Salesforce? Yeah, that's that's my favorite question, actually. So... Um, I started the job in late 2017 and that year really passed on in a similar way. I was, you know, doing my job, learning about the products, learning about the customers, but I had no idea that there is a whole community out there that, you know, I can reach out to or connect to or do all of those things. But what ended up happening was that in 2018, Ortu was um, participating in the demo jam at London's Calling. Oh yeah. Um, and they told oh, really? us, you know, yeah, yeah. So they told us about, you know, we'll be doing the demo jam. So tune in, you know, from online and participate and see how all of that happens. So while I was doing that, uh, participated, you know, logged on to the live stream and I was listening to different apps and talking, you know, people talking about their products. So I, um, for some reason, try, you know, thought about logging on to Twitter as well. Because in the sessions, they were talking about, you know, tweet about your favorite application, who whose demo you are liking, and all of those things. So as soon yeah, as yeah. I, you know, I opened Twitter, and I typed in the hashtag that they had for London's Calling that year, and I see all the people talking to each other, and, and I'm like, wait a minute, who are these people? Where are they coming <laughs> from? So, because at that point, I had no idea about the community at all. So, yeah, my mind was, you know, blown. There are so many people out there working on Salesforce. It's just not me and or two. And I can connect to all of them. <laughs> and, and I think um, at that time, there were some issues around uh, voice or, you know, video as well with London's Calling's live stream. And I was like, no. even tweeting at you, I, it didn't, I had no idea who you were. But I was like, the voice <laughs> is not coming. Please help us. <laughs> so that's how I just got involved. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. And, that is so cool. And, or to did the demo, it went well, and I think on backup uh, won that uh, demo jam that day, and I that's how yeah, I yeah. got to know them as, about them as well. And after that, cool. that's so amazing! That is so amazing. Yeah, and I think up until this point, I was already working. I think more than maybe five or six months for or two, and after mm. London's calling, I started you know my own research about what is Salesforce, who are all these people and how, you know, I can connect with them as well. So that's how I found about 
Trailhead, actually, after working for quite a while, um, I landed on Trailhead and I was even more surprised yeah. that I, okay, I can learn all of these things and get better. <laughs> <laughs> and know? it's free and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's free <laughs> no, yeah i don't need a credit card because i didn't have one either at that point so yeah yeah that that was even more amazing and um that's when i you know started doing badges and connecting to different people on twitter and linkedin and it was really um at first you know at the first whole month i was like I'm only one, you know, here who knows this secret and I should, you know, keep on exploring these things. <laughs> and then I was super motivated about it and always very hyped up about Trailhead and the community and all of those things. Yeah. So I needed somebody in, in the team as well, you know, who can share the same excitement and then both of us or all of us can, you know, combine in a combined manner, continue this journey. So what I did was yeah. um, that I went ahead and opened up a group within the com- internal community, you know, company uh, communication. Didn't ask anybody. I was just like, you know, it's the right thing and let's do it. So that group's name was yeah. Trailhead and Salesforce Everything. And in there, I'll just, you know, yeah, cool. keep shouting about all the badges that I'm doing, all the events that are coming up. And that's how I, you know, got everybody else excited as well within the company. So to speak you know to, awesome. so they can find out about trailhead yeah. and community and all the events and to i think i was fortunate that all of those people within the company were very receptive of that information and they also particip- started participating so that's a quick summary of how i found the community for salesforce so for what do you so how do you okay so i think People find it a little bit odd, this kind of Salesforce community sometimes. And it's like, it's a technical tool. I must just learn the technical, how it works. And that's it. Yeah. So where do you, why should somebody get involved in the community? What is the value of it? What is the point? I think I suppose is where do you, what do you get out of it? Yeah, I think that's a very loaded question. And the answer would take me a bit as well. Um, I think (laughs) (laughs) so with any, uh, you know, any skills or any platform, whenever you're learning something new, more than the resources, what you need is that there is somebody to support you through that journey. When you're learning, you know, you know, you're learning new things, you're getting stuck at different things, which might be easier after a few years. But when you're starting out, even if an object is not getting created, that's a crisis moment. For somebody who start starting, <laughs> so I think that's where the community is the most important bit of the whole learning. How your experience is with yeah. the platform, the tone for that is also set by the support that you have. So if you have somebody you know who can celebrate with you when you are achieving something, or you know come in and let you know that you are not alone when you are going through a hard time or somewhere you are stuck. Yeah. And on top of it, yeah. um, with the Salesforce community, the thing you know that I that benefited me a lot as well as a person was just the acceptance of regardless of wherever you are coming from, whatever your backgrounds are. I am not a, I'm I was never at a dis- disadvantage um, based off of anything or my circumstances. That's that was what the best mm. thing was with the community and at points where I was not believing in myself. There were a lot of people around me 
who believed in me and that made me you know yeah think about it that okay i can do it so that's where the community is really really important for anybody who is you know starting to learn and is on their journey already but just needs a little bit of support to keep going yeah and i think for me as actually even for me you know i think we're always learning you know i've been doing this for 12 years but the platforms continually growing you know they keep on buying more products like slack and things like this yeah. and i think what i love about the community is you get people that are the kind of gurus you kind of get to know those mm -hmm. people that are just really good at marketing cloud or really good at pardot or really good at the sales pipeline or whatever it may be and they're kind of in your rolodex if you get stuck, mm -hmm. <laughs> where who you can, you can reach, reach out, out to and ask a, a quick question, yeah, yeah. And, and they're it, so receptive and just a, a yeah. community wanting to help and support you. Yeah, and at times I'm amazed, you know, if I'm reaching out to somebody who is kind of a star to me um, in the ecosystem for the fact how much they're doing for the community and how accomplished they are within their technical skills. Mm. And whenever you know I hear back, mostly right away, I'm just you know, I'm touched to the <laughs> to the point I, you know, they are busy with their schedules, but because they, you know, um, value the community and their the uh, impact that they are bringing, they're always so approachable and always willing to help. Yeah, and you are now one of those people. You are now a Salesforce MVP, inspiring a whole another generation of people learning Salesforce in your community. So how did you actually, how, how, was it a surprise when you were given the Salesforce MVP or was it, how did you, how did you get it or, or what did they see in you, do you think? I think it was one of the biggest surprises that I had in my, my life yeah. so far. <laughs> Same with me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting, um, sorting my mailbox one day and I get an email with a congratulations and I'm like, what did I win? And in the, in the first moment, I thought, <laughs> because it was the weekend, I thought it was it is, was it was one of those digests that you get every weekend. Yeah. And I, you know, just, yeah. you know, I was like, you know, leave it for a minute. And I went on with my way. And when I come, come back to my <laughs> mailbox after some hours, and I'm like, MVP? Wait a minute. And I opened it and it says, congratulations on becoming the MVP. And I was sitting there for almost an hour in disbelief. And I'm like, who nominated me? How did this happen? And I had so many questions. I was grateful, <laughs> but I was equally shocked as well on how did this happen? Yeah. And no, I, I think, think it's just incredible because it is all, it's always so, such an honor, but you, you, you know, you've, you've proven yourself to, you know, you've inspired so many people for them to vote for you uh, and to say, hey, look, you are somebody you know special somebody important somebody that's inspired me somebody that should be awarded a salesforce mvp so you know it's, it's all down to you and huge congratulations was it last year i can't remember when you actually got awarded it was it last year it's this it was this year actually oh was it this year oh wow yeah it's it's so how how does it feel now post now being an mvp what, what has things changed or is it just normal normal <laughs> yeah yeah for the first week i would i was really i was i felt like i was quite under some pressure uh and i i was kind of, kind mm. of feeling like you know what do i need to do 
to live up to this um, <laughs> thing that I got. And I was always thinking, like, you know, what what do I do? Do I need to go to Mars now? You know, what's the level of things <laughs> yeah. that I can do? And I, I reached out to somebody. And what, you know, she told me was, you know, take it, take a moment. You have done something to get here. So now just enjoy the, mm. you know, whatever comes with it. Don't take too much too much pressure and just keep doing what you were already doing. And that was really reassuring yeah. for me. And anytime I'm somewhere, everybody, you know, asks me the same question. What was your plan and plan to become an MVP? And I was like, I just kept thinking. And I think the only answer I got uh, for this question was that I never had a plan. Um, and yeah. what I did was that I was already acting as an MVP long before I became one. And that's the only explanation that I had, you know, um, realizing the potential of Salesforce and how life-changing that this career can be. And then just trying to bring Mm. the same um, thing and making it happen for other people is really what I I did or I just tried to do. Yeah, and that is kind of epitomizes an MVP, you know, supporting, collaborating, and, you know, bringing everybody up, you know, with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a good. And actually, it's interesting, actually, you're talking about like the pressures and things like that of now an MVP, oh my word, it's almost like you feel like the work's got, there's even more work to do to keep it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But actually, yeah, when it comes down to it, you know, you've been doing it. For a time it's now been recognized you just carry on doing the same thing really uh and and use the salesforce machine you know to kind of almost amplify it a little bit more um yeah. so you can make more of a difference but yeah so and then, but then also since then you've started in um pakistan dreaming mm-hmm. it was actually before becoming an can, mvp oh before oh my way okay cool so, so can, so can you, okay, can, for those people who don't know about dreaming events, could you kind of give a, a give an idea of what these events are? Because they're kind of a bit all over the world. And like London's Calling that I did actually, we had last week when we were recording this, it was only a week ago, um, is, yeah, another kind of dreaming event. But could you kind of explain, you know, what is a dreaming event to somebody who doesn't know? Sure. So dreaming event, so there is one thing that there is, is Dreamforce that happens every year in US and that is by Salesforce and similar you know uh, events on a very not as at the scale of Dreamforce but a smaller scale happen around the world but they are um, organized by and led by the community and for the community as well so they can be in different locations in the US or you know in um, other parts of the world as well but the basic goal for those events is to provide a stage to the people living in that community or that you know country to uh, connect with other people who are working in the Salesforce ecosystem or just starting out and are spread all across the world. So it's more like um, it's more like a family reunion, <laughs> and you learn as well yeah. on the on the side, <laughs> and you get to connect with a lot of different people, and there are a lot of different opportunities. You can you know be a speaker talk something, talk about something that you're passionate about, or, you know, come in, be an exhibitor, talk about the applications, the products you provide. And at the most, you know, at the core, it is something that the community comes together to do to benefit the larger community of that uh, geography or 
mm. in that area. Yeah, and in supporting everybody, and I think also it's 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 that kind of it's kind of building those relationships and then reinforcing mm-hmm. those relationships so you can kind of again help each other and support each other and then learn from each other, which I think is so important, especially you know we've had was it two plus years of you know not being able to have you know got yeah. online relationships of course you know is a different thing but you know having those chance encounters and those things that these you know the dreaming events you don't really get those as much online and that you know chance conversation that makes you think slightly differently uh, and suddenly you know you're nudged onto another kind of amazing path that you didn't know um existed yeah. almost which you know it's why I love those kind of events Okay, so how did Pakistan Dreaming help the community? When you say is it your first, was that the first time it was on last? Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year, um, and it was the first community event from Pakistan. And the idea actually was not mine. Um, so we we have another person in the Pakistan community who is very active and is giving back in all ways he can. His name is Hamza Siddiqui. So he had the idea for you know having a dreaming event in Pakistan. And he reached out to a lot of people, including myself. And that's how mm. it all started. And we had another one. So in the core team, we had Hamza, myself, and Badr. And we worked on the idea and all the logistics to make the event happen. So it was um, a, an online event because of COVID. Of course, last year, we could not host an in-person one. Mm-hmm. And we had around 60 sessions, so 60 speakers from around 15 different countries and we had somewhere around 700 to 1000 registrants for the event day and brilliant way beyond what we expected (laughs) and (laughs) we got a lot of support from everybody because it was you know the inaugural event and everybody showed huge support um and i think the benefit that it had for the community here was that prior to pakistan dreaming we did have some traction in the Pakistan community, even on, you know, LinkedIn and other social networks as well. But it was not that visible or people didn't mm-hmm. know what's the, you know, what's the benefit of going out there and connecting with other people. So Pakistan Dreaming kind of provided a platform to all those people in Pakistan to connect to the trailblazers mm-hmm. and different companies who are, you know, sponsoring us abroad and kind of see the bigger picture of this whole Salesforce community. So after mm. Pakistan Dreaming, I've seen a lot more traction, uh, even on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and there are a lot more new trailblazers coming in, um, and you know, sharing about their journey, and that's what I think it really helped with, to help people understand how Salesforce can benefit them in having a better career, and also how they can start giving back mm. to the community if they are already you know at some place in the community. So that's where it really helped. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, because I kind of, it's it's, it's a bit weird because it's like in the UK and the US, you're kind of almost in this kind of bubble of Salesforce, <laughs> almost mm-hmm. in a bit of an yeah. echo chamber. You don't you don't realize the those people that don't know Salesforce almost, mm-hmm. <laughs> and what well, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like elevating them and getting them to understand. Hey, there's people out there, you know. Uh, they can help and support you. But yeah, it's fascinating. What a huge amount. What is that? Yeah, 700,000 people. It's just crazy. Yeah, really well done. That's really something um, that put Pakistan on the map as well, or map of Salesforce. 
Yeah. And everybody got to know, you know, there's, yeah. there's a country called Pakistan and there are so many trailblazers there. <laughs> and it was kind of a, you know, a very proud moment for all of us as well involved in pulling it together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also, it's, it's just kind of understanding there's communities out there that have got resources as well that can be mm-hmm. connected. And I think one, one of my realizations was when, you know, teaching all these people around the world is it, it, it all comes down to making meaningful relationships and connecting yeah. people around the world uh, and, you know, just to elevate everybody uh, and, yeah. and, and, and make them achieve. So, yeah, you know, it's a really good, really, really good. Yeah. So we had uh, our dreaming event, London's Calling, last week, and it was fab just kind of finally meeting up with people again after so many years and, and learning from each other and, you know, sharing smiles and, and fun and sadness as well in places, but, um, and excitement. So yeah, it was definitely, definitely a re I, I love the dreaming events because it's kind of like what tech events used to be. I think somebody, somebody, somebody up at London's calling, everybody's there, one big family, all wanting to learn from each other, all wanting to help each other. Uh, and it's just got a great feeling and a, a great, you know, a great place. So definitely worth, if you get a chance, hunt out a dreaming event and go to it. Yeah. And actually, I'll put a link in the show notes of there's a basically a site, a page on uh, on the uh, Salesforce community that lists all these kind of community events and events going on around the world. So definitely worthwhile finding one locally. And if you're in the community in a country that doesn't have one, well, yeah. think about connecting up and creating one yourself. You know, I think when we started London's Calling, it started off with, it was like 100 people, well, maybe 200 people at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was quite, you know, a lot of people already using Salesforce. And it's kind of grown yeah. and grown and grown to over 700 now. So, but yeah. Yeah. And also Pakistan Dreaming is coming back for the second round. So feel free to register. It's happening in August this year. Oh, brilliant! Oh, I'll put a link in the in the link. Yeah, link in the show notes for that as well. So, um, have you have you do you have a kind of a submission process process for talks? Or is that over now? Because it's getting yeah, quite it's close. open actually, and it's open until oh, okay. July. So, by the mid of next month. Okay, brilliant, cool. So yeah, well worth. It. And are you going to be streaming online as well? Yeah, this year round we will be streaming online uh, again as well. Because we are already preparing oh, for the I'll check that one, out. but it would need some more time until next year. We might go in person. Right, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we kind of jumped into the in-person last week, but it's kind of like a little bit of a, you know, COVID over in the UK is a lot, Yeah. maybe better position, not 100% sure, but yeah, the, the rules for the government are a lot more relaxed. So yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great and really great. And we had two big tents outside as well because... Uh, it was not too hot at that time last week. Now it's flipping boiling. I am sweating. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy over here. But yeah, actually, no, I went to India Dreaming when they did the first India wow. Dreaming. Um, uh, and that was great in New Delhi, uh, just meeting up with everybody there. Uh, and, but yeah, it's a fantastic. And also, it's kind of like, if you do have the ability to travel, if you are in the US, you are in, you know, wherever you are, literally go out to the, you know, different communities and different Dreaming events because it is it is very different different cultures different ways of working different things and you can learn so much from it um yeah yeah it's it's fascinating i I can't explain it really but 
how welcoming and how interesting it is just actually be completely immersed in a different culture, in a different way of working, but still having this similar core kind of Salesforce core going through it all, I suppose, of family yeah. and Ohana and everything. So it's kind of, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it is amazing. Yeah, so definitely, definitely worth that. So when we started off I, with Pakistan Dreaming, most of the support, yeah. we, get, we got a lot of support from India. So that was yeah. really, you know, a great feeling as well. Oh, fantastic. And, and we would love to host you in Pakistan someday as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to come over at some point. I can't do it this year, but yeah, it'd be great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that'd be amazing. But okay, so I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you could turn back the clock, yeah, to before you were in the Salesforce world um, and you knew now what you... Um, and you, for what you know now, would you tell yourself, would you do anything differently? Um, what advice would you give yourself? I would love to go back if I could. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think everybody does, you know, want to go back and see, you know, give some advice to themselves. I think one of the biggest thing I would tell myself is that, um, like we always talk about the learning journey the salesforce learning journey and it is unique mm. to everyone anybody could you know yeah. be a ranger in a week or somebody could take months to be, to get there and it's very personal and to the person who is doing it it's it's unique for everyone mm. i think that's something we talk about a lot on the other side the giving back journey for everybody that is unique as well and i think when i was you know starting out i had a lot of doubts or a lot of imposter syndrome and just telling you know I don't know enough to do anything about it but I what I would tell myself is that there is no set you know formula or not or no set plan that you have to um, go by to give back to the community and I think I hmm. um, took a lot of pressure on myself I was beating on myself a lot about it like you know why can I not do this why cannot why can I not be a blogger maybe you know why I'm not pushing out content yeah but what I understood, what I understand now, right now, is that just like the learning journey is unique to you, the giving back journey is unique to you as well. So whatever you mm. think, in whatever way you think you can bring value to the community, just do that, and you know, stop comparing. You will, you will get there, whatever your goal is, because whenever you are comparing, you're just putting a lot of pre- undue or unnecessary pressure on yourself. Yeah, completely. Just go about your journey and add value in whichever way you want just be you know just think about what your goal is if your goal is to you know bring more people inside salesforce or support people who are just starting out just work on that bit by bit don't get if you are you know because if you're getting um you're trying to do too much you'll just end up getting yourself overwhelmed so just take it in one day at a time and just stay true to whatever whoever you are and just do what you want to do to add value. Yeah, that's what I no, would very. Myself. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, I don't know what else to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's so true though. It's so true. So many people are just you know they'll compare themselves to other people and go, oh, I want to do that. And I, actually, yeah. I even had somebody kind of go. You know, even their boss said, can you be more like, you know, 
this other person in the community. I'm like, no, you got to be yourself. No. You got to, you know, do what's right for you. And also, mm -hmm. if you if you're trying to be somebody else, you're just copying them, and yeah. it, it it just you know it just doesn't it doesn't work. Be yourself. Do what you love doing. Do what you want to do to support the community, if that or not, you know, and and carve out your niche and just have fun with it. But yeah, yeah, brilliant words. And if you're so, not if able um, to, if you're not able to find your niche initially, just don't beat yourself too much about it. You will find it eventually. Once no, you're working, yeah. you know, working for different things, you will get there eventually. So yeah, absolutely, my, and it's my, and I think yeah, my advice is. Just to be yourself, be, you know, kind, be compassionate yeah. toward others, be respectful of other people in their time and just give back in whatever you, whatever way you can. And don't wait mm. for be, you know, be perfect. Nobody is ever perfect or an expert to say. Everybody is always yeah. learning and evolving and nothing is too small to share. Even if mm. you know, you know how to create a formula field, share it with other people, whoever want to study, yeah. it, you know, take benefit from it everything is helpful because there are tons of people who are just you know starting out and they are where you were a few years back so think in, exactly, in that yeah. way and i think one of my uh, biggest shift of perspective was initially when i started out and i was like you know looking at all those people like yourself or other people in the community and i was thinking okay what what value do i bring they are already bringing so mm. much value in the community what what else can i do and that's when I realized, you know, there are so many people who are just starting out, who are, you know, who just want to understand yeah. what Salesforce is, what Trailhead is, because to us, after working for this long, Trailhead is so easy. But whoever is starting out, it's almost like a maze of badges, and you know, it's hard yeah. to it's hard to <laughs> completely, find yeah. It. So I think that you need a trail guide just to navigate yeah. through, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, where my, but I think I, uh, shifted, my perspective shifted to that. Yeah, and I think also a lot of people don't realize that they're kind of actually usually standing on a mountain of value that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And that actually, you know, Salesforce is just a way of kind of unlocking some of that. And even if it's yeah. not, you know, even if you start learning Salesforce and Salesforce isn't the thing you like doing, it can mm -hmm. unlock so many different doors in different industries, connecting you with different people in different countries, that even if you move off Salesforce and do something else, it can just unlock those doors, you know, and 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 make, you know, put you on paths that you wouldn't even think or have dreamt that you could have been on, um, you know, years before Salesforce. So yeah, that's why I love it. That's the beauty of Salesforce. I wouldn't if I, you know, mm. track back to 2017 when I was getting graduated, what I was thinking was I'm getting a dead-end job where I'm, you know, doing some support in QA and that's all I would do for the rest of my life. Yeah. But right now what I am doing, I could never think that I would be doing this. And it was mm. all made possible because of Salesforce and all the opportunities and the community and all of their, you know, all of their kindness and the will to help me out and help so many people out as well. Yeah, you really have built your career on the Salesforce platform. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I think I heard it somewhere. The best thing yep. I built on Salesforce platform is my career. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's in one of the other MVPs. Yeah, who's, yeah. oh, who said it? But yeah, 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 well, it's, it's, it's so it, true. Somebody said it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> I'll look it up after this. <laughs> Put a quote. But yeah, no, it's but it's definitely true. It, it is it is incredible. So thank you. If you do have anything else to say, actually, before we kind of wrap up, I think uh, the only thing that I would say um, to everybody who is you know watching this, no matter where they are, and especially if somebody from Pakistan is watching, is that I um, I just used this platform the community to get where I am today and regardless of you know whatever your circumstances are nothing is holding you back here from Mm. you know just shooting to your full potentials so just go for it believe in yourself and you know give it all you have and I'm sure it will maybe or for I'm extremely you know um, I'm sure that you will do even better than what I did maybe by leaps and bounds and if i can you know after i became the mvp the the realization i had and even you know when they send you an email and tell you about whoever nominated you what they said about you and and that line is really um dear to me and what it said was that you know she is a representation for muslim pakistani women in the salesforce ecosystem and when i joined I saw nobody who, you know, was in similar circumstances as myself, Mm. who was, you know, up there. So if somebody can see me and tell themselves, if she can do it, I can do it. That's the biggest win that I have from all of this situation. Yeah, absolutely. And if if people wanted to reach out to you and contact you, what's the best way of reaching out to you? You can send me a message on LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm very active on both of those places and I'll, I'm sure I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Brilliant. And I'll put your LinkedIn profile and Twitter in the show notes as well. But yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. This has been absolutely brilliant. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching or listening to the Salesforce Posse podcast. Now, please, 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 if you like or what you see or hear, then please rate this podcast in your podcast player as it tells me that there are people out there that actually are listening to this and that it's useful to them. Also, it helps the podcast algorithms to kind of elevate the podcast in the different podcast directories, which will be really helpful for me as well. And finally, if you do have a question that you want to ask on the podcast, then head to salesforceposse.com slash message and maybe you'll appear in the next podcast. But apart from that, thanks for listening and until next time, ta-ta! Ta-ta!